The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com, and of course a proud part of the Roar Network, and as well, we are also presented by the HTM Podcast Network, and we're also sponsored by collarandelbowbrand.com, where you can get 10% off when you use the promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. And then we're also in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off on all your e-juice for your vape using the promo code JKPODCAST. Of course, we can be found on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TB Talk Pod. As always, I am Big Joe. And I'm Carl Carafel. All right, Carl, we are back for another week of wrestling here and quite a bit going on. But before we get to you know, the main part of the discussion that uh, we had, of course, last week we mentioned that I was going to get to see some local wrestling in the form of MCW. And I got to say, for the most part, a very, very good show. The, the crowd was very, very active, definitely digging what was going on. Now, I know that the last show that you had gone to, uh, special appearances mm. had happened, and mm. one of them that you were not expecting was Cody Diener yes. had shown up. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about MCW, the special name that they had in, and were there any surprises that happened this time around? Uh, this time around for surprises? Nothing really is surprise-wise, but what was really cool is that we had uh, Angelina Love in person in a match with, uh, you had mentioned, uh, Rip Impact in a mixed tag team match, which was actually very well done. Uh, WWE, if you want to see how a mixed tag match is done kind of the right way, go and check out uh, that match if it uh, gets shown anywhere. And uh, even had the pleasure myself to uh, have a little meet and greet and a a new picture uh, signed autograph here in the studio behind me here. So it was a good time overall. I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. I'm glad that local wrestling continues everywhere across Canada. And speaking of that name, Rip Impact. Mm -hmm. He's a name that I have known for many years. He used to come when there was professional wrestling on a monthly in Sault Ste. Marie. Rip Impact would make his way here as well. I've had the pleasure to work on the same card. Never with, but on the same card as Rip Impact Uh, for a couple of different companies that were here. Always a pleasure with that guy. And I'm sure I am jealous, 100%. I am jealous that you got to meet Angelina Love. Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting. Like I mentioned to you before we hit the old record button here, that uh, when you you get to to meet one of these wrestlers or just personalities that you you see on television or whatnot, and you go into it with that expectation, okay, they're going to be the certain way. And then they... It's completely the opposite of what you're expecting, and uh, in this case with her, it was very much uh, in a good direction because I was I was expecting, you know, the Jersey girl type, you know, like the, the you know, stay away from me type. But she was very, very inviting, very personable, and just a, a very nice person to meet and talk to. And even better, she is Canadian. Yes, yeah, that's just an extra bonus, Carl. That's right. 
All right, so going for something really good with the MCW to something not quite so good. And what's interesting with this whole bit here, Carl, is if you go, if you rewind, if you're a regular sort of our program and you go back to our Christmas episode, and we had gone through a whole list, and one of the things that we went through was our worst wrestling promotion for 2018. And what I'm seeing is that it seems like we weren't the only one that uh, felt this way. Yeah, definitely. And and I'm, I'm going to ask in just a moment, after I reveal, um, I'm going to ask you where you had found this information. But apparently, the worst voted promotion in 2018 was World Wrestling Entertainment. The big conglomerate WWE mm-hmm. voted worst promotion. Yeah. Where did you find this information? This was on the majority of those kind of wrestling conglomerate sites that you see, like Ringside News, No DQ, and all these, uh, all all these sites kind of saying the same thing that uh, you know the large number of you know people like us, um, the, the consensus seems to be that yes, the WWE was the worst wrestling promotion for the year of 2018. And there you have it, people. So yeah. not only did you hear it back in the Christmas episode of Turnbuckle Talk, <laughs> yeah. but you also can see it with all the other news sites that are out there. Pretty much everyone in agreement. Worst promotion, WWE. Yeah, just over the last little while, Carl, just it feels like the WWE, there's just more jaded fans of that company. Everybody else is kind of stepping it up and, and ramping things up, the interest in the matches and the wrestlers and whatnot, whereas it seems like WWE is just alienated so much of it. Even if, even its core audience at this point is uh, feeling like they're, they're just not getting what they want or uh, enjoying what they're watching. Now that that's something that's that's very interesting, especially considering um, you know this year, 2019, we are going to be coming into the year of the Fox Network. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think that we will see a shift or a change in the programming to take the <laughs> WWE from being the worst promotion to being? maybe second best or even best promotion for 2019. We're already seeing a bit of a shift here uh, to the, uh, I'm going to use the finger quotations to the real era, which it seems like uh, we're kind of transitioning into here. And whether this has to do with the Fox deal or not, if it's actually tied together with that, it's definitely a possibility. But I'm just not sure if it's in the right direction. And I mean, even Fox is, you know, expecting some pretty high numbers and expecting an edgier product. And uh, the WWE is in a real kind of limbo, kind of uncertain kind of point right now. Yeah, 100% it is. And it's... I'm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult for them to kind of uh, regain that position as number one. And this uh, this whole real era that you speak of. I mean, it's it, it's not officially out there that this is the real era yet. But that is mm-hmm. what most of us, um, you know, people are, are are calling it right now. Is is the real era? Uh, broadcast journalists are calling it the real era and i think that's that's 
probably what it's going to be called. Uh, and like you said, I mean, we're seeing a lot of it when it comes to uh, any of the uh, the Twitter wars that are happening right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. Last episode, we we kind of uh, touched on that in our showstopper segment yep. with the whole Ronda Rousey thing. Um, yeah, I, I think coming into a real era, I mean, how it's being seen and how it's being perceived by the Fox network as well, I think may have a huge deal to do with how the direction of Mm. the WWE is going to be going in 2019. And I think right now what we're seeing is a bunch of water testing, right? So they're kind of going through and testing a whole bunch of waters to see what the Fox network says, to see if this is something that the Fox network will want to continue. And I'm sure even as we speak, the Fox Network is already talking with the WWE saying, before we get everything going, here's the directions that we want. And giving a giving them, not us, but giving them a yes or a no yeah. to this whole real era. Yeah, because this whole, you know, especially the Ronda Rousey deal, I mean, we talked about it in our last episode. And it's got to be right now one of the most polarizing topics when it comes to professional wrestling out there, even in the HTM uh, podcast network here. You know, there's some divisions and there's some differing opinions and whatnot. it's, It's the buzz kind of of the business right now. And it's going to be interesting to see, like you said, that Fox deal, if that has it to do with anything with that. And yeah. I'm interested to see what, what will happen. I'm really curious if Fox is digging this whole approach. Really, really, really curious. It's been going on for for long enough now that I think that it, if Fox did have an issue with it, I mm-hmm. think that they would have said something by so. now. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's essentially already an inked deal. It's mm-hmm. already done. No matter what, the, the Fox network is, is there. And they've signed the deals and they've signed for however many years that they're going to be doing this for. So I I, kind of change up my approach a little bit here when when I say I don't know that Fox Network really has much say when it comes to. I mean, they're going to have a little bit of say, but ultimately in the end, do you think Vince McMahon is really going to give up full control to the Fox Network in his programming? Yeah, that's the, that's the real question mark there. I, I think obviously you could probably say no to a certain extent, but he may have to compromise on some things to uh, kind of make this whole deal, you know, a good thing kind of going forward and not a, a conflict. So again, it, it's um, kind of a wait and see, you know, that's going to be a, a big moment for WWE and to see what that like is like going forward. So another thing that's a little bit of a downer when it comes to the WWE stuff, Chelsea Green recent uh, signee to the NXT roster, who was, of course, involved in All In and part of that fantastic women's match there, injured in a recent taping curl. Chelsea Green breaking a little bit of kayfabe, going to a little Mm. bit of the real era here, is real-life girlfriend of Zack Ryder. So, finally, Chelsea Green making her way into a WWE ring, which should hopefully be on a full-time basis with an unfortunate setback. Um, Like you said, I mean, in her NXT TV debut, we're we're looking, there was an injury, which, which really sucks because Chelsea Green is a huge star in in the independent world and i mean it's 
it's not as though this is like an injury, uh, which I do believe is a wrist injury. Yep. I mean, it's not it's not really an injury that you can kind of slush off and, and no. just continue working with, right? Like yep. uh, you're using your hands and your wrists and, and your arms for pretty much everything that you do in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's even even giving a drop kick, you, you're falling and you're land, how you land, yep. you're using your <laughs> arms and your wrists. So, I mean, it's... Yep. It, it's an unfortunate setback. Thankfully, though, wrist injuries can usually heal up pretty quickly. So, and I mean, with enough rehab and enough, uh, you know, support to go through and get this mm-hmm. injury fixed, she could be back in the ring sooner than we expect. And I'm really hoping that she is. Yeah, you know, definitely not something as major as a neck or a knee injury. Those can be potentially career ending injuries. And, of course, we have seen that be the case more than a few times. So, yeah, the, the wrist injury, as bad as it is, isn't a huge thing. But still, at the same time, very unfortunate that it was in her NXT debut match. The, the, to me, that's the real kind of a downer. But if you do want to go watch some of her work, go uh, look back at All In if you've seen it before. And if you haven't, go check that out. To, uh, kind of take on that. Um, she did that kind of split personality, the, the hot mess Chelsea Green act, which was fantastic there. So uh, go and check that out if you want to see what's uh, going on with her. Now, something else with WWE, and we had mentioned uh, this last week, during Fastlane, during the pay-per-view, they did a little experiment here called Watch Along. Did you uh, look into this at all? I saw absolutely nothing (laughs) about Watch Along. Uh, I I saw nothing on Facebook, nothing on Instagram, nothing on Twitter. I saw absolutely nothing. Yeah about this whole watch along thing um if, from what i understand it, it, it's not even out there anymore it's it's gone it's deleted it's it's delete it just delete delete <laughs> it's been future endeavored yes <laughs> it's just done i, I it, which boggles my mind because if this is something that you want to really pursue and continue with you need to keep it out there for people to actually see for them to go hey this is something cool that i should have tuned into but wasn't able to now they'll know for the next time but you need to advertise it you need to make sure that people know about it and you need to make sure that you keep it out there for people to see afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, as I mentioned last week too, as I kind of feared, it was happening live during the pay-per-view. So right there, it's almost like you're dividing your audience right right there. So it's, okay, do, do I watch the pay-per-view or do I watch the people sitting here? And sometimes, because uh, I, I did w- watch a little bit, some prolonged moments of awkward silence as well. You you can you could see EC3 sitting, sitting there, and I could have literally like, uh, overlaid some little mind bubbles there of him sitting there. I wish I was back in TNA, you know, little yeah. stuff like you could tell, like he's just sitting there, like out completely out of his element, eh? and he's just like sitting there going, "Yeah, sure, wish I was in the ring doing something," <laughs> you know, like wow. you know, and, and potentially there, there's some language dropped during the stream to it, and from what I've been seeing and, and hearing that that was the reason why it's not available to be viewed anymore because there's some questionable language that they went. <laughs> done so okay so I, I think overall i think we can agree that it's a failed experiment and the f- fact that, that they didn't kind of see this coming carl it kind of has me a little bit worried going forward still well you given know? benefit of the doubt i wouldn't say that it's a failed experiment mm-hmm. I, I i would say that it's an experiment that was not done to the proper specifications yeah um 
there is a lot more that they could do with it and they could really work with it. Mm-hmm. I think the way that they really went about it, the experiment itself failed. It, it, it did, but I don't know that they went about it the right way. Mm-hmm. Right. So that aspect of it, yeah, it failed, but I don't think that the entire thing could be considered a fail just yet because they haven't explored yeah. every option and every way that they could really do it. Overall, for me, before we move on to our next topic, my main kind of issue with this is that you're essentially almost kind of sabotaging your own product by saying, okay, you know, we're going to have this main show and then we're going to have this thing. You can't watch both at the same time because then your attention is divided. You, you know, just audio-wise, you're listening to it and seeing two things at the same time. To me, it just... I don't think it works to have them both on at the same time. It's something that's maybe have on later, record it, put it in the can, throw it on the network or something. But while it's happening live, I, I, I just don't like the idea. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was my, my uh, words last week as well. I mm. mean, should it be happening during the show? No, I don't think so. Mm. But if you were to do something afterwards, mm-hmm. like you said, record it get it all done, edit it, do whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. and then throw it up onto the WWE network underneath a uh, different heading, you know? Have it as, as an originals underneath the originals section. Yep. Uh, or have it underneath the pay-per-view section. They have alternative commentary already, there so why not do something like, you know, a, a, a brand new uh, section and call it the watch-along section. Yep. I think that that would be a fantastic thing for them to do as long as they record it mm-hmm. and not show it live, but put it out there as an alternative, yep. like the alternative commentary mm-hmm. for others to go back and watch and get, you know, uh, different people every every show. You have to have somebody different every pay-per-view. You, yeah. d- you don't have the same, you know, crew of three or four people every time. Mix it up. So that uh, you can see the actual worker's perspective mm-hmm. while watching the show, right? I, I could dig that. I, I could uh, I could get on board with that idea. I think that's a an inch, very interesting idea. Uh, WWE, you know my address. <laughs> I am sure yes. I will expect my check yep. in the mail. Absolutely. So another interesting idea revolving around WWE and their yearly video game now was WWE 2K20. They have an interesting name lined up to kind of curate the the music in the game, and we're talking about Eminem. Wow. This is something that I honestly did not expect. Mm-hmm. I, I did not expect that a name uh, like M. I could understand, you know, Eminem maybe you know having a couple of tracks, yeah, on on the uh, on the game, right? But for him to to curate the entire thing, from what we're understanding, that is what's happening. He is doing the entire thing. Yep. He is. The director, I guess you could say, of the entire thing, right? So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how much Eminem is on the game and how much other, you know, uh, singers and, and, yeah. and musical acts are going to be on there. And is it going to be an entire rap show that's going to be on the game? Or is Eminem going to, you know, take his, his creative juices that he has? Because the man is a genius when it comes yeah. to uh, not only just lyrics, but the music industry as a, 
as a whole. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he decides to branch out and throw in some rock and throw in, you know, some pop and 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 who he decides to go and get for it. Wow, this is just yeah. <laughs> I'm actually excited about this because the man is a is a genius oh. in this in that business, yep. right? So for him to take whatever he can from that business and bring it over into the professional wrestling business in the video game aspect I think is going to be amazing, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, same here. Uh, you know, and his musical tastes are, are pretty, uh, pretty out there too. You know, he's incorporated other genres of uh, stuff into his stuff as well. So I, I could see it. No, you know, just being rap. There's going to be some rock. There's going to be some metal, some alternative mixed in there as well. You know, and you know, from our kind of late high school to early kind of college years, you know, he was a very polarizing uh, figure in the music industry. And I think that this ties in quite nicely to this transition over to Fox, which I think, um, you know, having that type of figure going into this, I think it's not a coincidence. No. So, no, it's not. So to me, the, the choice makes sense. I see it being a really good thing. And uh, be curious to see what it's like, you know, venturing slightly into the – because 2K20 is a video game and this whole yearly kind of thing brings up a bit of an issue when it comes to video games where it's like things get watered down because it's just incremental improvements every year. I, I, I get that it's like a bit of a cash cow, but I would like to see maybe every couple of years instead of just these incremental miniature things happening each year. But that's that's a whole other topic in itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So going from that to, to an interesting one, we have a wrestler retiring at WrestleMania this year, Carl, in the form of Kurt Angle. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. I mean, we, we thought for sure a while ago that Kurt Angle was done with the WWE and that we would never see him in the WWE ring again. The man took off. He went to Impact. He did, you know, stuff over there. Uh, he was welcomed back into the WWE. If you, if you have the network, go and check out the uh, 24 with Very Kurt good. Angle. It was amazing. Yep. So well done. I, I They had an advertisement for it on there today, and I'm sitting on the couch with the wife, and she's like, oh, wow, this, is, this looks interesting. Even just the little commercial that they had. So, yep. I mean, yeah, like it was, it was a very well done episode of 24. Now to have everything culminate from his beginning, coming now all the way to the end and finishing out on the biggest stage of them all, the 35th anniversary of WrestleMania, this is huge. So I figured that we'd uh, break it down this way here, Carl, is that uh, we'd go through and and give our picks here. I figure we'll go we'll each pick two each. We'll pick our kind of your for sure pick and then kind of your dark horse pick. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, you know what? You you put me on the spot because I didn't know <laughs> that we were doing this. So you know what? I, I'll go first. I don't care. Okay, cool. But on the nose pick, John Cena. Yes. That is the on the nose pick. I mean, coming through um, – from when Kurt Angle started and then we came through and then John Cena came in and that was the pivotal turn in the, you know, ruthless aggression era. So to have John Cena pay the same respects now back to Kurt Angle, just as Kurt Angle did for John Cena when John Cena came, I think would be an amazing thing to see. Um, 
Now, to, that, that's the on-the-nose pick. Yep. Um, kind of off the wall, and, and the one that I would probably rather want to see is AJ Styles. Ooh. Now, AJ Styles and Kurt Angle had some amazing matches mm-hmm. in Impact and TNA. Uh, so if you want to go with someone that is going to be able to give Kurt Angle an amazing run for his money and make a great wrestling match, Mm -hmm. then you got to go with like AJ Styles. The two of them know how to work together. They've worked together before. They put on amazing matches before. Let Kurt Angle finish out his career with his final amazing match. And that's, that's that's my two, and that's just quick off the top of my head because I didn't even know we were doing that. Interesting, interesting. So my on-the-nose pick would be Samoa Joe, namely because the two have a tremendous history and a chemistry together working in Impact Wrestling. I think that that's a very good, a nice way to give Joe the uh, – you know the nod and the push that he desperately deserves and, and needs at this point, and so I think that that would be really cool for my my dark horse, my dark horse, and not quite so on the nose pick. I am going to go to social media for this, and I'm just going to read it, and 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 we'll figure this out here. The answer is simple, Kurt, and the answer is bro. This is what the fans want, and deep down, this is what you need: Matt Riddle versus Angle for the world. Yeah. I can tell you're not digging an idea. I think it would be fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, bro. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I think uh, that's uh, a great way to uh, introduce Matt Real to the uh, to your core audience. That's how I feel. It, it definitely can work. <laughs> um, Given the background I, of both I, I, guys. I just don't want to see it because I know I, I know that they've never worked before, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want that, that this is just going to be a, you know, Kurt Angle spot call type of match, right? And, I mean, they're, they're building up Matt Riddle in such a way that he is, you know, like this, this huge star, like the, this indestructible type of guy who can go out there in bare feet all the time. Yeah doesn't matter where he is, but all the time and, and just, you know, really kick ass. Mm -hmm. And and I, it can work, Yep. but I would rather see a match with Kurt Angle and someone that he has worked with and had amazing matches with before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm partially in agreement with you. I, I think that's a really cool idea, but in the back of my mind, I'm just like, Oh, I don't know if I trust WWE to do it right. I, I think that it would be fantastic, you know, maybe in a Madison Square Garden show or maybe like in a New Japan kind of setting or maybe even a Ring of Honor setting. I, I think it could be really, really cool. You know, as much as I like the idea, I, I just I concern that if it does happen, I don't know if WWE would go about it the right way. I, and I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I think that uh, your on-the-nose pick is probably the most likely one, John Cena. But uh, again, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll definitely see that WrestleMania. Also, what we're going to see before WrestleMania is another inductee into the Hall of Fame, actually inductees. That is right. And there's there's been lots of conversation 
<clears throat> and going around because of, of, of one of the members of, of this team that's going in there. And I'm wondering, will we will we ever see a five time, five time, five time, five time, <laughs> five time WWE Hall of Fame person? Do we ever think that that might be able to happen? Mm. Maybe. Let's see what we can do with <laughs> Booker T and Stevie Ray from wow. Harlem Heat. Yeah. The next team, be- beautiful, awesome tag team to be going into the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm excited about it. I'm happy about it. Booker T deserves it. This is great. Definitely one of the real standout tag teams in WWE. Sorry, sorry, let me rewind mm-hmm. there. From WCW. That's right. Um, I mean, just one of those tag teams when you when you just see them visually. I mean, you just, you think WCW Monday Nitro. It just it the, the their whole just appearance, even even match the the logo on their on the ring. Like just when you think Harlem Heat, you think you think Nitro. You really do. Yeah. You really do. Now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Harlem Heat did did they have much in WWE? No, not really. No, I don't. I I, I don't think they ever did anything in WWE as I a team. I don't think they did either. I no. think the team of Harlem Heat was only WCW. As far as I know, by the time the WWE took over WCW, Booker T was already singles. Yeah, and came in in a singles capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that we ever saw Harlem Heat as a tag team in the WWE. Yeah. So this this is kind of interesting because I, I think this is now gonna, I think this is a, a barrier breaking. Mm-hmm. This 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 is the first time that we yeah. have seen a non WWE tag team go into the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. knowing full well that WWE owns everything WCW yep. and everything ECW now, right? But to to see a team that never worked in the WWE become part of the WWE Hall of Fame yep. is really interesting. It is. Now, having said all that, of course, who do you have induct them? <sighs> it's a tough one. Dudley's. The Dudley's. Okay. Have the Dudleys do it. Yeah. Okay. I, I can dig that. Uh, I'll go a little bit out of left field with this. I'm going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin, given his run-ins with Booker T. And I think that you could do some shenanigans during the um, induction as well there. So, um, yeah, I think that that's uh, e- I think either or would be good. I think so as well. Now, I do have to put this out there, though. Now that we have broken down these barriers – Next year, I want to see Alex Wright in the WWE Hall of Fame. Let's make that viral. Let's wow. get Alex Wright in the WWE Hall of Fame. Wow, that's one of the most random names that I've ever heard to be pitched to get into the Hall of Fame. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, so something else happening on WrestleMania weekend at TakeOver. We're going to see the finals of the Dusty Road Classic. And I don't think that I would have necessarily called uh, these two teams getting in here, although I did mention as a possibility we are going to see the Forgotten Sons in the finals with the team of, I guess if you want to combine them, you could call them Rico Black. <laughs> I was thinking Black O'Shea. Black O'Shea? Yeah. 
That works too. Either either yeah. either is funny. Well, we have got Ricochet and Alistair Black taking on the Forgotten <laughs> Sons in the finals yeah. of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. If we go back, I think a couple episodes ago when when we we first you know started and and talking about the Dusty Rhodes Classic, I do believe that my pick yeah. was the Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. and I really really do hope seeing as though now ricochet and alistair black are both pretty much on the the, the main roster now yeah why not give this now to the forgotten sons who are still a tag team within nxt right i think that's how we're gonna see it go we're gonna see the forgotten sons win this only because they are still the w or in nxt whereas ricochet and alistair black are now essentially main roster wwe yeah now my only concern with this whole thing is that regardless of who wins whether it's black or rico black wherever you want to call them or the forgotten sons i think that regardless of who wins they're going to get absolutely annihilated by the War Raiders, because I think that it's just too soon to um, take the title off these guys in their first title defense. Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I have to agree. I think it is too soon to take the belts off of the War Raiders. Yep. Um, but, I mean, this, this, this can set up for, you know, especially if the Forgotten Sons win this, yep. this can set up for for a, an amazing feud to continue on. You know, until SummerSlam. Yeah, you could really have everything culminate at SummerSlam, where uh, the Forgotten Sons finally take the belts off of uh, War Raiders, right? Yep. So, I mean, you could really play with a lot of this. Too soon to take it off of the War Raiders? Yes, yep. I agree, um, but. Do we really see a decimation of whichever team wins? I don't think that we really will see a decimation. I think to really build and capitalize on everything, you're going to have to have it more of an even type of matchup and an even type of uh, uh, fair going through to be able to continue something up. Yeah, I, I definitely get that approach. You know, the, the only catch there then is if if it's too even. I mean, you have the Warriors like just their persona are these guys that are just you know very much kind of like the authors of pain. Just these guys that just go out and the idea is that they're going to annihilate whoever they're they're with, right? So I, I think that if it ends up being it's it's a delicate situation. If it's too close, it, I won't necessarily say that it compromises their character and, and what, what they are, but. You know, it, it's a tough way to kind of book that whole situation. It really is. Any type of situation, any time that you have something like this where you're having a uh, bracket tournament for something in the end, right, especially if it's going to be a title match for something in the end, it's it's yeah. really hard to, to really do stuff like that because you've got now whoever wins this, they went through all of those brackets and took out all of those teams, right, to come to be the number one contenders, essentially, to be the number two team and just to have the number two team decimated by the champions. Mm -hmm. Really, I I think that would really take away from this entire Dusty Rhodes 
tag team classic that happened. Yep. That's my reasoning and why I say it needs to be more evened out. A little more top heavy when it comes to the War Raiders, 100%. Yep. But you can't just have it a decimation. You have to make it so that you your number one team and your number two team are going to be seen as equals that can take this tag team division in NXT through to SummerSlam. I can dig that idea. Something else very cool just happened actually last night. Uh, of course, we were recording this on Saturday, which is actually... 316 day, just to point that yep. out there. Uh, shout outs to Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of my favorites. The ROH 17th anniversary show happened, Carl. And one word to describe this wow. Wow. Well, considering uh, Friday night is when it happened, mm-hmm. I worked Friday night, Saturday, I, today. Yes. Stone Cold Day. Yep. I will be working as well in the evening into the early morning i have not had the opportunity as of yet to watch the show i've only been given the uh, final of everything that happened the Mm -hmm. results i have seen and from what i have seen i'm like holy crap (laughs) i really need to see this show yeah so i i have a way to access the show thankful that i do and I will be hopefully watching the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you watched it. You need to tell us a little bit more about this show and what happened. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, we'll kind of break through, uh, the, go through the matches here uh, to open up. Which I thought was it was a bit of a surprise. This match we had the villain Marty Scroll versus Kenny King, and uh, an excellent match. Uh, it, it's pretty much a uh, you know your typical. Marty Skrull match did extremely well. Ended up getting the win over Kenny King. Bit of a tough one there. Uh, I know they were they're in a weird spot with Kenny King. He's kind of uh, kind of caught in the middle there. He just it seems like when he gets on the cusp of kind of breaking out a little bit, he kind of gets knocked down a few pegs there. So a bit of a bummer there. But uh, this has uh, it comes up later on in the show. And then we had the ROH TV title match between Jeff Cobb and Shane Taylor, who was actually a uh, recent guest on uh, Hitting the Marks with Jargo. Go and check that interview there over in the HTM Podcast Network. Get a chance to speak to him tonight, the night before the match happened. And these two guys, just two big athletic guys, just beating the piss out of each other, Carl. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see this match, actually. Yeah. Jeff Cobb is, is an amazing... Both of them, Shane Taylor as well, yeah. and they're both big men. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Growing up, uh, that's something that I was always a fan of, was the guys like, you know, Dusty Rhodes, the big guy, uh, you know, Vader, um, you know, Bastion uh, uh, Booger, he was another one, right? Um, King yes. Kong Bundy. Right, all of these these big guys that could get in there and move and get up onto the top rope and do all these different moves, and y- y- it was very interesting to see these big men going out there and doing that because I was always a big guy. Yeah, I was always you know a, a little bit of a bigger, chubbier type of guy, and it was it was great because I could see these big guys going out there and putting on a great show, which means that I could do it as well. I am very interesting to, interested to see this match. Who would have, I'm just thinking back, I'm like, who would have thought in this conversation we hear the name Bastion Booger? And I'm, like, I'm just thinking in that mind, I'm like, wow. Okay, like, I'm just uh, trying to remember him. Like, uh, yeah. If I, A there, real era here, yeah. Mike Shaw, 
who um, has unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Um, I got to I got to work on a show with Mike Shaw, and he was one of the most genuinely humble guys I have ever met. I worked that show with him and with uh, Rick Steiner nice. as well, and. As well, um, the Patriot was all also on that show mm-hmm. as well. I got to uh, uh, actually work with the Patriot, which was really cool. But yeah, like Bash and Booger, highly underrated. He mm-hmm. he he worked his ass off. Yeah. By the by the way, a little historical reference for you, the the Patriot. Uh, if you go back and watch some of the stuff, you'll notice that the music sounds an awful lot like Mr. Kurt Angle because uh, he was almost kind of the prototype for that kind of character, and they both did it extremely well. Just to like, yeah. give you a little context there. So of course, uh, Jeff Cobb winning that. Uh, Match and he is going into the Madison Square Garden show as the ROH television champion. So be curious to see who he ends up matching up with at the gardens because I'm sure that he'll have a match there as well. Oh, yeah. And after that, we had the Women of Honor title match between champion Mayu Iwatani versus the pretty badass Kelly Klein. And I got to say, this was my only kind of bit of a downer match with this whole thing. I was really, really pulling for Kelly to uh, win that title to go into the Garden Show to have a match with Tennille Dashwood. That was kind of my dream scenario. But um, still a great match. And uh, Iwatani, just, uh, she's very, very reminiscent of Io Shirai. Very similar style, very similar look and approach to the uh, just to wrestling in general. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Iwatani is an amazing worker, and, and I love watching her in the ring, just as I, I love watching Io Shirai. And, I mean, I it's weird because I am not a fan of Asuka at all. Oh, no. At all. <laughs> but seeing, you know, like Io Shirai and Kairi Sane, yes, um, you know, Mayu Iwatani, like the these these other ones that are out there doing it, I think that they they, they really I, I I like them. I feel for them. Yeah. They do good work in my eyes, and I'm I, I'm happy that she's the Women of Honor champion. That's amazing. Yep. great. I love it. Would I have liked to have seen Kelly Klein win the belt back? Yeah, I think I really would have. Yep. But let's see where they go with this. Yep, I'm very curious to see how that uh, will unfold going into Madison Square Garden. Now, next up, we were supposed to have the Kingdom versus Young, uh, sorry, Lifeblood for the uh, the six man uh, tag team titles. But then T- Matt Taven comes out and he says, "I'm not waiting any longer. Jay, get out here. Let's do this match right now." demanding that Jay Lethal come out, and they had a match that could only be described as a 60-minute epic encounter between two guys in a match that has been building up and building up and building up. Wow, this this is one of the best matches that I've seen this year. This um, is an early contender for match of the year for me, Carl. You are getting my hopes up higher and higher <laughs> and higher to yeah. watch this show now. I mean, both both guys, Jay Lethal yeah. and Matt Taven, both of them are amazing workers, and I'm sure that it was just a nonstop 60-minute mm-hmm. time limit draw. Yep. Unfortunately, you know, it ended in a time limit draw. There is no clear winner when it comes to this feud still with Jay Lethal and Matt Taven, which is only a good thing because we will get to see them face off again. 
And what's interesting with this match in particular, Carl, is this match has the internet wrestling community absolutely enraged and up in arms. How dare you have a draw between this? Guys, I'm talking to the internet wrestling community as a whole here. When you look at the context and how this has been set up and how this has been built over time, this is the perfect way to do this. You, you, you have it working. You keep it going. This is a great rivalry between two great wrestlers and one of the best story. It was my storyline of 2018, and as I predicted, it is still one of the best storylines of 2019. And you had, as I mentioned, uh, possibly getting involved, we have Marty Skrull taking the belt and walking away so that the two guys in this match, neither of them were holding onto the belt at the end of this thing. You had Marty walking up the ramp. There's just, there's so many possibilities and angles and way to go. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. I love the way they did this. I I'm in full agreement. I mean, like, like I just said, you know, the guys going to a 60 minute time limit draw only allows us to have that match again at some point. Now this whole other thing, with Marty Skrull, mm-hmm. <laughs> the villain. Yeah, he's the catalyst. Villainous yep. stuff. You had mentioned, I, I believe, a couple months ago now, mm-hmm. you had said that you missed that. Did you want to see somebody come and take the title yep. and steal it and go away with it? And that's exactly what Marty Skrull has done. I am elated <clears throat> that this has happened. This yep. is amazing. Now, as cool as it would have been to have Jay win the title and to have a match between champion versus champion with him and Nick Aldis at Madison Square Garden, that would have been absolutely epic as well. Because that's a match that we haven't seen. And just, uh, I think that would have been great too. But this, Carl, for me, this is even better. You, oh, yeah. you, and you, like I said, you have Marty as that third guy being the, the catalyst in the middle. To, to make a bit of a reference to uh, the most recent episode of HTM, the Hitting the Marks this week, I want to give them full credit for this idea. I'm stealing a little bit. That if Marty would have went over to AEW, he would have been right back into that role of where he's the guy in the middle being the kind of goofy guy. This, keeping Marty in ROH and putting him in the spot at the end, keeps him elevated and he makes him interesting and he's not just being pushed off to the side. I, I love what they're doing here. Great. That's right. Marty went from being the mm. middle guy and being just the comedy act to now he has his own faction in Ring of he's Honor. The villain now. He really we'll is. talk about a little bit later in the show that yep. he's got his own faction in Ring of Honor <laughs> as well. He has elevated himself <clears throat> to main event status. <clears throat> he is one of the top guys right now in Ring of Honor, and he would not have been. Mm-hmm. Had he gone to AEW or even stuck with the Bullet Club. Yeah. So going off from this, you would think that at this point in the show with only two matches to go that eh, maybe we'd back off on the throw a little bit with these. No, that is not the case here whatsoever. Next up, we had Roosh versus Bandito. Oh, my God. This is a luchador wrestling at its absolute finest. And... This is another one that you just you, you, you don't skip past when you, you get past the, the Taven and, and uh, Lethal match. Keep watching because th- this match is a, is a real clinic of luchador wrestling. And when the match is over, of course, Roosh getting the win over Bandito, we had, who was sitting at ringside, Mr. Dalton Castle challenging Roosh to a match at Madison Square Garden. Oh, my God, Carl. This is freaking amazing. Wow. Ring of Honor <laughs> is really stepping <laughs> things up. They are. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, it, that's just epic. It's, um, you know, it, it's, oh, there's just, there's so many ways that you could make that entertaining. You can make it funny. You can, oh, there's, you can approach that from so many different angles. I'm excited to see that. And this match too, of course, I, I'm going to probably go back and watch this again after we're done recording. I'm so excited about it. And to, to wrap up the, the card, and again, just when you think, eh, maybe they'll cool off a little bit. No, that this is probably even more so in the other direction. We had for the ROH tag details, we had the Briscoes versus PCO, who is not a human being, and Brody King of Villain Enterprises. The best way to describe this match is if you take four cinder blocks, four cinder block walls, and you just have them just constantly bashing each other throughout the whole match. This is just like everything being thrown in. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And again, the Briscoes are guys that have been with the company <laughs> since pretty much its inception. The guys are amazing when it comes to what they do and the quality oh. of work that they give out. And then you get Brody King, yeah. uh, part of Villain Enterprises, part of Marty Skrull's faction that he has created within mm. Ring of Honor. And PCO, the 51-year-old machine <laughs> that has gone out oh, there. Man. Wow, I, I, I can only imagine the yeah. type of debauchery that <laughs> happened during this match. Uh, Joe, who won this match? Uh, we have, very surprisingly, I, I was and pleasantly surprised that we have new ROH Tag Team Champions in the form of PCO and Brody King. Holy crap, Carl. Unbelievable. So- so what you're saying is that Villain Enterprises right now is really holding all the gold. Bingo, sir. When it comes to Ring of Honor, seeing as though Marty Skrull decided to take it upon himself to yep. take the Ring of Honor World Championship. I am digging it. ROH, you're killing it right now. That's all I can say. Compared to WWE, it's uh, they're making WWE look like it's amateur hour right now, dude. Like it, it's absolutely incredible. ROH, I was so afraid when we had this drain going over to AEW, which we're going to get into next, that things would slump. They they've managed to keep it going, and if not, step it up even more. I'm I'm very happy because I I was frankly a little concerned, but the show shows me that hey they're alive and they're they're growing and they're doing even better fantastic if you have not had a chance to watch the 17th anniversary show you need to go and check it out incredible stuff awesome now before we hit our next topic i want to throw a topic out there that i have not even discussed with you but if you go over to our social media facebook page at TV Talk Pod, you will see that I had posted a video just recently. There is strong language on the video, so I do caution you in that. <laughs> but we talked about Marty Skrull, and if he would have stayed with uh, the Bullet Club, that he really would have just stayed as a mid-carter mm-hmm. uh, within the organization itself. Mm-hmm. I am elated to see that one of the quote-unquote mid-carters within the Bullet Club is now making a stand and taking things upon himself. We have got our friend Chase Mm. Owens, who decided to attack Juice Robinson, the United States champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the IWGP U.S. champ Juice Robinson being taken out by Chase Owens and Chase grabbing that title belt, standing over top of the fallen Juice, 
and holding that belt up, proclaiming that he wants to be the next contender for that title. I am so happy about that. Congratulations, Chase Owens, on your continued success, especially throughout this bracket that he's going through right now. Yeah. So happy that, that Chase is no longer just considered that underrated mid-card guy. He is making his way to the top where he should be. Yeah, and what's interesting with this too, I mean, you know, with the match that those two had in the New Japan Cup, I mean, you would have to, as a booker, as a company, have brain damage to not capitalize on this because these two guys had an absolutely amazing match. I mean, uh, it, it just, it's one of those things where something happens organically and they capitalized on it. WWE, I'm pointing my finger at you. Pay attention because uh, this is how, uh, how you do it. It definitely is, 100%. I love it. I love it. I love what these other companies are doing right now. So going from that to what I mentioned, All Elite Wrestling, the way I kind of have it worded on the run here is I have All Quiet on the AEW front, going to make in reference to the old uh, war movie All Quiet on the Western front here. But uh, we haven't been hearing much in the form of AEW. Things have gotten a little quiet when it comes to this. And I'm wondering if this is on purpose to build some suspense. I, I do believe that this is something that they're purposely doing. Um, <clears throat> why throw everything out there all at once? You don't yeah. need to. Give people a little taste and then pull back a bit and have them going, Where's we need something. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. Tell us. Do something. Please. Where are you? What's happening? And then, boom, yeah. you drop something on them. And then you pull back again. Yep. until the next big thing needs to really happen and come out. That's the best way to do it, I think. Yep. Uh, I could be totally wrong. Other people may want everything all at once shoved down their throats, but then when it comes to that, uh, you're going to see this huge lull period before they hit TV yep. that there's going to be absolutely nothing, and people are then going to forget about All Elite Wrestling until that happens, this is a great way for them to do it. It's having that effect because just of this conversation that we're having right now, you, you can see that it's, it's having the, that correct effect to make a reference uh, to WWE. It's like when they, um, right after WrestleMania, when they, when they do that roster WrestleMania, they always have this, or typically they'll have this big group of cops where they'll, they'll call like multiple people. You would have so much, more of an effect there if you break it up over the little while. Cause what happens when you get that, what they, they do there is they do it all one night. They cram all these debuts, which is, which is fine. But then afterwards, then it's kind of like, okay, you know, it, it just, there, there's that loss of kind of interest there. Cause everything just happens all at once. And then you get that drain afterwards, space it out. It's a very big sensory overload yeah. for those people who are, uh, you know, fans of NXT and the WWE and, and that whole thing, right? It's a huge sensory overload for them to see 10 new people come into the main roster all at once. And, and then people are going, holy crap, holy crap, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, this, this is. But it, oh. then the problem with that is they all just kind of get, you know, thrown into the mix and forgotten about and, and nothing really big happens with them. And yep. then it's just the they're forgotten about and then they're let go and then nobody even knows that they're let go because there was no relevancy to them anymore. And I mean, I think you're a hundred percent right when you say spread it out and I say, do it over the entire year. Yeah. Bring up every two months, bring up a couple of people from NXT and build them. 
bring them to the main roster and build them as the best from NXT coming to you on the main roster. And then you're going to have more stars that are going to be happy, mm-hmm. are going to be used more, and not want to leave. You know, and, and if, if for, for nothing else, just so that you can divide, you know, you can space things a little bit when it comes to coming up with plans and everything. Those people, what happens when you get these big chunks of wrestlers uh, being quote unquote called up is it almost seems like they, they, they have some ideas, but then just not enough to fill all those people that the poster uh, person for this thing right now is EC3. Like I mentioned, he's gone from being a top-notch guy at Impact, being brought in with all this kind of hoopla, and then now he's sitting doing watch-along. <laughs> you know, whereas if you would have spaced things out, you know, then you could concentrate your interest and all your energy on each individual guy. Okay, well, let's bring, let's bring in EC3. Here's here's what you're going to do. Let's bring in Ricochet. Here's what you're going to do. Elster Black, and the list goes on and on. You break it up so that you're just not overwhelming yourself and stretching yourself too thin. And I think that the, that how they brought up this this <clears throat> uh, next set was was a great way to do it. There was what six six people that came up, yeah. and, but they're building on them. They're yeah. capitalizing on them. They're still using them in NXT. Yeah. and using them on the main roster. They're slowly integrating them into everything with the main roster. Amazing, and I mean even. And and the name's forgotten about because they really haven't done much. But Nikki Nikki Cross, yes, right. She came up as well, and now they're really starting to use her and capitalize on yep. on her talents. So good stuff right now, mm-hmm. and I think that this needs to be the way that it is done going forward. So the Monday after WrestleMania, I don't want to see a huge cast of no. characters come from NXT. Give me three people, two people, I'll be happy. I don't need to see ten people come over. Give me a couple of names and let me get used to them. And Not that I have to get used to them, but yeah. let, the, let the main roster watchers get used to them instead of throwing... 10 names at you to try to get used to. Yeah. Uh, I, I narrowed down to two specific ones after WrestleMania. You, uh, you bring in uh, Dijak over into, into raw or Donovan Dijakovic. I, I think I said his name, right? Yep. Uh, I think I actually got that right in the first try. And then you bring in the up and he's going to be coming in soon. Kushida, you bring him into 205, you bring him into 205 Live. I, I keep it to those two guys. And then everybody else, like I said, you just space them out so that you can actually properly develop and come up with ideas and plans for these people instead of getting lost in the shuffle like EC3. That's right. And I mean, I, you as well are a huge fan of surprises, especially when they are good surprises. <laughs> so why yeah. not go into a pay-per-view like a backlash yeah. or, you know, and no way out or, or any other type of smaller pay-per-view where now you bring in an NXT name to have everybody go crazy. Yep. And now you don't have these people that are watching that pay-per-view but the next one, people are going to be like, oh, I remember what, yeah, that happened at the smaller pay-per-view. I have to watch this next one. Yeah. That's how you really start to slowly build up your audience again to have them watching on a weekly basis as well as every 
pay-per-view event. Yeah, because you mentioned I'm the, the fan of the surprise, and absolutely, but it's gone to the point where that that after WrestleMania, we're all expecting the, the, this this big uh, list of call-ups. So it's not surprising anymore. It's not as exciting, you know. So yeah, they need to, to space it out, and I think it will really serve them well going forward. Yeah. All right, Carl. So speaking of WrestleMania, we're going to take a brief break here. We're going to come back with our showstopper something that is going to revolve around WrestleMania, and we'll uh, we'll get into that in a few moments. So stick around, guys. We'll be right back. And now, Big Joe and Jargo of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast join forces to talk about Roman Reigns. I've been I've been trying for Carl and I have been trying so long episode, and it comes up like every second of their episode. It's like trying to figure out this whole deal. We'll throw in it. And really, I don't think that Roman himself is the problem. I think it's WWE forcing him down everybody's throat when, you know, they want to cheer for somebody else. I think what it is, Roman Reigns doesn't buy in. Yeah. Roman Reigns, he strikes me as a guy who he's out there providing for his family. Yep. I like. I, I think Joe's probably a really nice guy, yep. and he he never wanted to be a pro wrestler. He wanted to be a professional football player. Yeah, and and I think the problem is he's just doing this because he can't do that, but he can't do anything too stupid that his football buddies are going to look at him and be like, "You're a joke, man! Yeah. Come on, <laughs> too an good. evil mother for Joe." That's too good. Do you even get that reference? I'm an evil mother for Joe. Oh yeah, I'm going to have to find that and send it to you. This is Michael Melkor, executive editor of TheGorillaPosition.com and co-host of Going Home with Ryan and Mike. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are. Of course, we are on the road to WrestleMania, Carl. And for the Showstopper segment this week, it took me a little while to come up with this one, but I figured we'd look at this. Is WrestleMania going to be worth watching this year? Because um, we're as it sits right now, of course, we're recording on 316, Austin, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, as we're coining it here. And we're approximately two weeks away from WrestleMania. And these are the matches we have confirmed so far, Carl, from what I can see. We have Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. We have Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. We have Buddy Murphy versus a to-be-determined opponent. We have Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred match. Of course, we had to throw a gimmick into there. We have, of course, we had mentioned earlier in the show, Kurt Angle versus a to-be-determined opponent for his retirement. We have Shane versus Miz and AJ versus Randy Orton. And that's really all that we know so far in what is being touted as possibly going to be the longest WrestleMania ever done. Um, I have many concerns and questions. Concerns and questions <laughs> when it comes to anything that the WWE has done as of late is not a surprise to me. Yep. I can definitely understand where you're coming from, and I, I, I'm also in agreement. I'm I'm kind of at a, a little bit of a loss here. We only have, what, like seven matches mm-hmm. being given to us 
right now and you know we're recording before monday night raw happens Mm -hmm. so we could see some more you know kind of come about from that but really what is there to even add to wrestlemania right now from any of the different uh storylines and 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 ways that they've been going about things is there really anything more that can be added if so what and if not how are they going to make this what some are you know considering going to be the longest before even thinking about anything else so to, to make a comparison to what we were just talking about earlier with the roh 17th anniversary show with the match versus matt haven and jay lethal we had a long excellent bill between the two guys with the span of a year if not more and then we uh, to, to pick a match specifically from the seven i'm gonna uh trade pick aj versus orton this has all the potential to be a fantastic match but we're only going off of a week or two bill between these these two guys you could do something just as epic as this and, and, and have had some kind of title involved as well but it's there's just not enough time to make it feel worthwhile this is these are two guys I can absolutely knock it out of the park, but they're being fed trick and crap or however you want to word it. There's just there's not enough to work with or anything to make it even exciting. And it I should be excited for AJ versus Randy. I should be, and I'm not. I don't care. I yeah. <laughs> uh, no no I, I I get you there. It's it seems as though that the, a lot of this has just kind of been uh, really thrown out there at last minute kind of thing, right? And it's it's hard to really grasp onto anything when it comes to that because it's uh, again it's it, it's thrown together it, it seems very mm-hmm. lackluster uh, this this wrestlemania you know and just in looking at the seven matches on we, we always use that expression going into those big shows that were on paper it it looks good right and, and on paper the majority of these matches do look pretty interesting but everything the, there's just no meat and potatoes to any of this stuff. Cause it just, it's even with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, you know, th- th- we've known about this one for a while now, but Brock's not even around to build anything with here. We're, we're just going off of assumption and, and we're just going off of stuff that we're having to make up, or make up our own storylines in our head because there's just nothing being presented to us. A hundred percent. Right. And I mean, that's, that's, <sighs> that's what makes it so difficult, especially when having a, uh, champion that is part time, yeah, right. It, it makes things just so so difficult, and, and that's yeah. It it just feels very eh. okay. Let's just yeah. Suplex city, suplex city, suplex yeah. city, suplex city. Okay, yeah, he's gonna win. It just almost feels like 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 it's it's already determined that eh, he's the part time champion. He's still under contract. Eh, he's going to keep the belts because what else are they going to do with them? Eh. And, and and another one too with uh, Triple H and Batista. Here's one that uh, you know that that initial thing with him coming back and doing that second best stage with Rick that was, that was fantastic. It had the um, had us all kind of buzzing, and then the next thing. Batista comes out and I, I don't know what happened there. Like if, if he, if he just got stage fright or what happened, but like he it was just very non Batista. Like he could tell he was just like, uh, don't know what to say. 
And then Hunter gave one of the worst promos that he's ever given. You tell even him, he was like, I think I forgot to write my own script for this stuff. I'm just going off the cuff now. And it didn't turn out so well. You know, so, oh, like just <sighs> WrestleMania, just it, it's it, it's lost. I, I've mentioned this before. It's lost its special kind of feel because we used to have these epic build to these WrestleMania matches, and that is completely gone. And, and I know people will try and debate that with me, but when we look at this list, Carl, it's clearly not up for debate. None of these matches have any kind of build or anticipation for, other than possibly the Ronda Rousey thing. But as we mentioned before, that is a friggin' train wreck too. Yeah, hundred percent. It is. I mean, I, I hate to say it. Two thir- you had mentioned two thirds of, of the people in the match aren't even on that show. To they're on SmackDown. It's for the Raw Women's Championship, and you have all those women that are on Raw that could contend for that title. It's just oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, no, I don't know what to say. What, who, 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 who can we add to make WrestleMania exciting? I mean, we can go over to the UK. There's lots of talent over there. But, I mean, just at this point, I mean, if they're looking to make... Uh, we're going to have to add, like, seven more matches, and it's all going to get thrown together in the next two weeks, and I'm not going to be excited. And I should be. Because there's, there's so many talented people in this company over in the UK, here in Canada, in, in the States, even people on this list. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's bad, girl. We need a real American to make the show better. Yeah. We do. We need a a real American. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. You think so? Who 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 would you who are you referring to? I'm all confused now. This you, whole you're confused. About, we're talking about Kurt Angle, right? No. A real American? Are we talking about the Patriot? No. I'm c I'm I don't know anymore then. He's a real American. Oh, the real American Jack Swagger? He's going to fight for the right of every man. Oh, my God. My head just exploded, Carl. <laughs> my head just exploded. How could you? How could you? John, let's do John American? Cena versus Hulk Hogan. Screw it. Let's do John Cena versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs> May as well, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's do but John Cena versus Hulk Hogan. American, that's the name. That's the first name i, I <laughs> oh, oh god you know and we didn't even mention that alexa bliss is going to be the uh, the host of wrestlemania because i mean that's underwhelming too because it's just happened now and we're only weeks away there's no excitement well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it but it wasn't on our card on the docket yeah. to really talk about so i i, I didn't want to kind of kind of get into that but yeah um you know what troubles me about this entire alexa bliss wrestlemania thing i know what troubles me about it Okay, what troubles you about it? You tell me first. For, just for me, because when uh, I don't, if you go and you see any kind of interviews, uh, you know, shoot interviews, and you, and you see talking to the actual person, she is very much a very very chill, very girl next door kind of type. And then you have her on TV portraying this woman who's just um, how can I word this? Uh, since we're on a PG show here, she's very witchy um, <sighs> with a B. Yes. Yeah, she's very, um, you know, she's very uh, aroused all the time. I guess maybe it could be the, the the most PG way I could put it. You know, she's digging the men. She's just staring at, uh, you know, EC3 and Finn Balor and checking out the abs. And uh, I, I get it, but it's, it's very much not who she is. And I, I think if they, with her character, I think if they went more with the, uh, I'd hate to use the real, the, the, the real kind of terminology because I'm not a fan of that right at the moment, but I think if, 
giving her something that she's more comfortable with, I think would be a wiser thing. And she could still be the host and still be that cool kind of character, but not this, who she is now. I'm not necessarily a fan of it. I know you're a big Alexa Bliss fan and you might dig it, but I'm not necessarily uh, liking it. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm digging it. I am a huge Alexa Bliss fan. My only issue with this entire thing. Yep. Is that she is the hostess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Host. Most people think guy, the guy is the host, but the hostess is the woman. And that's my only issue, is that I think that if they really wanted to, to, to really do something better with it, yeah. is that they should have touted her as the first ever hostess yeah. of WrestleMania. And I think that that may have gotten things over just a little bit more when it comes to her being announced as as the host mm-hmm. of WrestleMania. I that's how I would have gone about it, and that's mm-hmm. how I think I, w- I would really like to see it because she is that very feminine type of, of person, and Absolutely. especially the role that she's playing right now is a very, and I'm going to use the word, a very horny <laughs> woman. See, I was going to use that too, but I was like, uh, can I say that or not? We can say it because yeah. it's a natural thing that happens. She's, she's a horny ever. woman yeah. is, is the character that she's portraying right now. Yeah. So why not tout her as the first ever hostess mm-hmm. give her that even more feminine feel uh, of wrestlemania i think that that <clears throat> would help get that entire thing over a little better um other than that i'm happy with it i'm mm-hmm. i'm totally fine with it i know that she you know is is still fighting off some injury and and still trying to you know get things better for herself to get back into the ring but to have her in this type of a capacity right now is perfect and i'm loving it moment of bliss every week i'm loving that as well mm-hmm. yeah I- i'm okay with it now a big thing that's missing here too and i'm glad i just thought of it uh, began and, and i have to give our uh, our colleagues at uh, the hang the marks uh, complete credit for this because not only had i forgotten about it you probably have forgotten about it and obviously wwe has forgotten about it because when they did Evolution, when Trish and Lita won that match, they were supposed to get a, a match against the what was going to become the Women's Tag Team Championship. And this, the, it seems like everybody's forgotten about it. The, 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 there's, there's, your, there's a, a WrestleMania match. You have Sasha and Bailey versus Trish and Lita for the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And I think that they've completely forgotten about it. This was supposed to be a thing. Um, it's it's very possible. We still have money to get through, though. Yeah, we're going off a one week build. Fantastic. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I I wasn't excited for last year's WrestleMania, and you know, I was, I had my hopes up this year, and they they've been dashed, Carl. I'm not excited for WrestleMania this year. I'm I'm very sad to say so. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is what it is right now in, in the in the world of wrestling entertainment, unfortunately. But at least we have everything else. Absolutely. We have Ring of <laughs> Honor. We God. have Japan, and We have even Thank Impact God. making its headway. So we got we got lots yeah. of other alternatives. Yeah. But uh, this year for WrestleMania, uh, uh, it's for one of the first times ever, I'm. it's really going to be a coin toss of whether I'm actually going to sit down and watch this whole thing as it happens. You know, I got to say, 
It used to be a yearly thing where we used to get together or, or find some way to, to watch it live. But this year, it just it's like, you know, if, if I can, I will. But it's not, I don't have that excitement going into it this year. I just, it's not there. I, I probably will watch it just because that's that's who I am. I know. Um, I, I try to watch it live all the time. And yep. uh, I, I always go in with the expectation that they're going to wow me. If they don't, I'm not really disappointed by it yeah. because I know that I'm, I'm going into it with the <laughs> expectation of I hope that they're going to wow me with it. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, right now it is what it is. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. What I could see, too, to try and save some things, I know I'm looking specifically at uh, Hunter and Batista. You know that they're going to use DX. They're going to they're gonna you know possibly as – much as it scares me, maybe use Rick in some capacity. You might see your Hulk Hogan's, your Razor Ramones, and stuff like that. They're gonna pull some names out of, out of the hat there to try and and try and save this thing a little bit. And uh, I'm afraid that that match could could turn into a bit of a cluster too. So I hope that they prove yeah. me wrong. As I, I know WrestleMania, it's always ends up being a bit of a spectacle, but you know the real meat and potatoes just isn't here this year, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, Carl. Well, you know, like you said, you know, at least we had we had some very positives in the show. That in the real stand, of course, is the ROH 17th anniversary show. As I mentioned, if you are a self-respecting wrestling fan, you need to go watch the show. You will be very pleasantly surprised and happy. Definitely, everybody, make sure you go and check it out. I mean, Ring of Honor is doing amazing stuff right yeah. now. All, all the other smaller companies are doing amazing things right now. If you're not happy with the product that the wwe is giving to you you have alternatives as we have said on this show before go and wash the alternative and be happy yep that's all there is to it absolutely all right carl that's a good way to end things off this week but before we do go let's make sure and mention our sponsors definitely we have two very special sponsors we are in a partnership with hypecityvapors.com if you are a vapor like myself, check out HypeCityVapors.com for some amazing flavored e-juice. Use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and get 15% off your entire order as well. And as always, I am wearing my collar and elbow hat. Go and check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. The link is available on all of our social media as well. Click that link Go and see what they have going on over there from hats, from shorts, from sweatpants, from shirts, from jackets, stickers, everything over there. Go and check them out. Use promo code JKPODCAST and get 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And, of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us at our original home on Podbean, as well as Google Play and iTunes. And, of course, we're on the majority of those other podcatchers out there as well. And, of course, we are powered by the thegorillaposition.com and part of the Roar Network. You can catch us there along with all the other shows there. And, of course, now we're a part of the HDM Podcast Network where you can find us. You can find the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find the Wrestle Popcast. You can find Tables, Athers, and Chairs. And, of course, the PW Hustle. If you guys enjoy an Uncensored Wrestling Podcast, go and check them out. They are very entertaining. And those guys are fun to listen to as, long as, as well as everybody else on that network. So make sure and check them out. All right, Carl. 
Well, let's wrap it up for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. See you real soon. Big Joe of the GorillaPosition.com and the Roar Network here with a very important message. If you're hearing this right now, this prime piece of real estate can be yours. That's right. Your product, service, show, or whatever you need to bring attention to can be done right here on this very podcast or any of our shows here on the Roar Network. But that's not all. A host of other sources can also be yours. Communications, news releases, video editing and production, any number of public relations and marketing services are available for the asking. Contact us at thegorillaposition1 at gmail.com today to find out how we can help you grow your audience, your booking, your attendance, and your business. <laughs>